And it was that next Tuesday, you sat there in our small group and told them everything. It was, it was amazing to see how they just came around us. I'd never seen support like that ever mm -hmm. um, from just a lot of different people. Yeah. And like, I really don't believe we'd be married today if it wasn't yeah. for that. We're Anna and Cam, and we are so excited you're here to join us in our conversations on biblical truth, marriage, and healthy living. We know that you were created on purpose for a purpose, and we know that you were called to stand out in this world as you refuse to conform to the culture around you. We're so glad that you're here and pray that our conversations encourage your spirit to be bold in your call for Christ. Okay, for this episode, I'm going to start with a couple different scriptures instead of just one. So first one is, For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. And that's Matthew 18, 20. The other one is going to be as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And that is Proverbs 27, 17. New Testament to the Old Testament. Verses for days, <laughs> two whole verses, two for the free price of one. Verses oh read gosh. by Anna. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today on the Transformed Living Podcast. My name is Cameron. This is my amazing wife, Anna. Um, and we are here talking about this idea of Christian community and the importance of Christian yeah. community. And really, when you're trying to think of like different ideas of what to call this, we just had so many different things floating around our head. But one thing that really stuck with us was like this idea of like isolation and how isolation can kind of reel you in a little bit and make yeah. you feel comfortable in certain ways. It's like a trap of isolation. Yeah, it's like a trap mm -hmm. a little bit and how you can totally get stuck in that. So we kind of bounced that idea around and thought, yeah, let, let's talk about this idea because we've had times in our lives where we have been very involved in community and yep. had great things happen. And other times where we've been very isolated and thought we were having great things happen yeah. <laughs> until, as I like to say on our family friendly podcast, life hit the fan. And then That's a funny way you, to say that. you ended up having where we needed community. And yeah. there were times we were really glad we were in community when life hit the fan. Right. And we were really hurting when we weren't in community yeah. when it hit the fan. Yeah. There were times there were different seasons throughout our life, both, you know, individually before we knew each other and different seasons within our marriage where we've both navigated community uh, really well and also have navigated really poorly or found ourselves just in a different spot than we thought that we were going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And there's all kinds of different things that have happened with this. But the idea that we really want to address today is this, this idea of if you aren't in, if you're a Christian, and mm -hmm. you aren't currently in Christian community, yeah. you should be spending as much time as you can trying yeah. to figure out how to make that happen. So we're going to dive deeper into that idea. Um, before we get started, and as we're getting started, please like this video, uh, smash, lightly touch, poke the like button. <laughs> people don't say smash or poke anything. Well, uh, so I watch these videos and people are like, smash the like button, and then like, like fireworks will go off. And if like you're not going to put those graphics onto the YouTube video, then I don't want to hear you say that. <laughs> Use your mouse to click the like button like normal. <laughs> what if they don't have a mouse? Oh, no. Anyway, so. Yeah, if you're watching this on a podcast, then it's either a little way, bit irrelevant. Like, leave a review or something. <laughs> leave a five-star review if it's worth five stars or a four-star dealer's yeah, I'm not choice. Sure. This so intro, far, I think, deserves one or two, it, maybe. Hey, 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 hey. They at least could give a like a pity three a for pity this. A pity three. Uh, leave a pity three review <laughs> oh on Apple gosh. Podcasts for this. And like this video. Share it if you're willing as well. But we're going to talk about this idea of isolation yeah. and how how important it is to get involved in Christian community. Yeah, I think um I think 
it's good to start this out with acknowledging it can feel really uncomfortable. Super. And I mean, we know that the enemy, one of his like greatest lies that he really pulls people down with is that you are alone. You're alone Mm. in your pain. You're alone in how you feel. You're alone in your struggles. And um, it's very strategic because if he can convince you of that, then he's just separated you from community. And that's going to be where you find that you're not alone in your struggles and things are really brought to light and can be healed um, by God. You, You don't really... You don't understand that there's all these people around you struggling with the same things as you. Mm-hmm. So you just stay quiet and it can get easy to get like further and further into that pit of feeling alone yeah. and like nobody understands. I'm the only one that struggles with this. That's like a, it's a downward spiral that a lot of us can get into. Yeah. And so I just want to acknowledge like, yes, it can feel uncomfortable to get plugged in. Um, maybe one, because it's just new and two, because maybe you've convinced yourself for a certain amount of time and Satan's convinced you that you are alone in whatever it is you're dealing with. And that can also make it intimidating because if you feel alone in your struggles, you're going to walk into it going, you know, I feel like I can't even be vulnerable because these people are going to think blank of me when really, if you were to bring those things to light, you would see just how many people have struggled with it and are now through the other side and are there positioned i believe by the holy spirit to help pull you out of it yeah or there could be some people that are that are still struggling right along with you absolutely and um we need accountability like Mm -hmm. we we as humans we as christians we need christian accountability yeah Uh, we just do and we've witnessed this so much within our own marriage absolutely and for those of uh you extroverts that are still with us (laughs) talking about like okay like i don't i don't have this problem i don't feel isolated i go out i have no problem hanging out people making friends at church and so hi hello i am one of you but i I am not and you're not yeah and so i think the one thing to kind of acknowledge and see in this though that's really interesting is that i as an extrovert in certain situations was just like I have no idea what you're talking about. And so yeah. that also f- made you feel even stranger. Yeah, at that made points. me feel even more isolated and, more and alone for sure. <laughs> because I was like, no, just go hang out with people. Like, let's yeah, go. Yeah, like, what's your problem? Yeah, like everyone likes to do this. And I, I, I thought I understood what an introvert was, but I really didn't have an understanding of it until... I actually had conversations with you a little bit about it. We dug a little deeper into certain things and I understood, okay, like I feel a certain way in this extrovert. So as an extrovert, one thing, if you're still here with us, because you probably are like, okay, I'm out of here. Like, I don't need help with this. But take a moment to think like this could actually be very valuable. And it was very valuable for me to understand things from Anna's perspective, because then I was able to be a better husband. I was able to encourage her in ways that I didn't realize she needed encouragement with. And most importantly, I think it's really important not to belittle someone's feelings within a social situation Mm -hmm. because all it does is exacerbate that problem. Absolutely. And make it more difficult and then it makes it even harder. And guess what? That's exactly what the enemy wants. Yeah. He wants someone to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and feel like, you know, ah, this this community thing's not for me. You know, I'll just yeah. I'll go to church on Sunday. I'll just kind of like chill out, which if that's where you're at right now, that's where you want to say, don't let that lie creep in and say that you are just going to stick to coming on Sunday and going to yeah. events here and there. Get involved as deep as yeah. you can. And some people Christian might community. not even be at that step of yeah. going every Sunday and all of that. Um, I think especially with everything that happened last year, I think there's a bunch of people um, that have gotten kind of caught up in the lie of, oh, I'm just going to stay home because it's more convenient. And I think that that is very, very dangerous. I think it's wonderful that 
Um, you know, a lot of different churches are able to reach new people mm -hmm. um, on the online platform. I think that that part is absolutely wonderful yeah. and such a gift from God. But I think that, um, you know, the enemy loves to distort anything that God um, yep. makes and has for good. And so if yeah. that's out there, you know, doing good and expanding God's kingdom in that way, um, you know, Satan's trying to see, oh, how can I turn this? How can I pervert this? Mm -hmm. And I really believe it's through convincing people that they're actually better off just, you know, watching whatever it is yeah. online from home and that they don't need to actually be plugged into community. And I, I really think that that's a lie. I love it for when, I mean, we were just in Colorado for an entire month and I loved it because we didn't skip a beat with church services in yeah. the sense that we were still able to catch up with the sermons and, and be watching them, you know, live. Our church does live streaming. So we were able to see everything, you know, uh -huh. every step of the way, which was such a blessing. We were in a town with a teeny tiny, um, Little church. Community, yeah. Yeah, the church was maybe like going to be seven people, I think, that yeah. like show up on Sunday, I'm which would have sure. been really cool to visit. But we were able to stick to a routine in a good way yeah. and still able yeah, we to watch our to church sermons. But there have been absolutely sure. been times where during the season that we went, uh, let's just skip this week. Yeah. Uh, and it's I could very see, easy to do. And I could see how. Yeah, if, we're guilty. We've been guilty yeah, of this. Yes. And that's why we speak. I want to speak on it because it's this idea of like, we do not come from this high and mighty place of no. like, we're super good at this. Anything we, we talk about is from experience. Yeah, it's from um, doing it the wrong way and then yeah. trying our best to remind ourselves now to do it the right way. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was it was something where I want to encourage anybody right now who's gotten caught up and we have some friends that uh, literally are just coming out of this. We saw them at church and it was so cool to see them at church. Like just coming out of this idea of like, yeah, I just kind of got kind of just got caught and like, okay, well, hey, I'm going to put church on. I'm get to hang out my PJs. Don't go put my makeup on. Just kind of can hang out, watch church, enjoy church and still get God's word and from there's the pastor. So, there's so many people. Yeah. But not just do, but actually being there with the community, yeah. being able to see each other um, is a huge and really important thing. And I think, uh, I think for us, I, I what I want to talk about, at least the thing I had in my yeah. head to talk about this time was a moment where we were in a bad spot. Mm -hmm. we knew that we had to get involved in church community. Yeah. And so we pushed ourselves to get involved. And about maybe two months, a month or so, after getting deeper involved in this church community, um, some different things happened and came out that I was really, this was a couple of years ago, struggling with drinking and hiding drinking. And, yeah. you know. Yeah, this um, was over three years ago now. Yeah, over three years ago. Mm -hmm. And that I was struggling with drinking, hiding the fact that I was drinking, um, taking money and buying drinks with it and stuff without telling Anna. And so when that all came out, um, it ended up being where we weren't alone in that moment. Mm -hmm. I was able to um, be surrounded by other Christians who love me. Yeah. I was able to confess my sins to those Christians and say, I need accountability in mm -hmm. this. And I was able not just, that's just the good things for me, but you were able to get, some people surrounding you and like really loving on you and you were able to really get some people to pour into you in that time as well that was a really cool thing that we were able to do and a really cool thing that we were able to make sure that we were going to um just be surrounded by people who love us and who want to pour into us and who want to make sure that um we're not living life alone mm -hmm. and so that was a really cool a really cool moment and a really cool thing that happened with us and um I know at other points there have been times where that wasn't just like a one-time thing and now 
yay, everything's good now, right? That actually took a little bit of time. And there were times months afterwards there were, where there were still issues with, with trust. There were still issues with uh, different frustrations and things that came with that. And frustrations with myself, like trying to be like, I'm trying to become a better person, but I, I don't know what to do and where to go. And I don't know how to give it up to God. And I, I'm so thankful that both of us heard from God a couple mm-hmm. months before that. Yeah. Hey, just go, go to that little community group thing. Go to that thing at church. And we're like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Like church is telling us to do it. And if we hadn't listened to the prompting of the Holy Spirit from that, I think we can both confidently say there's there's a pretty good chance we wouldn't be married at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to back that up even more um, because when we met and got married, you were working at a church. Yep. And we were, you ran the youth group. So you were the youth pastor there. And so that kind of, that plus the staff was kind of your community. Yep. And I walked into that not really having a ton of community there Mm -hmm. and you and I like our marriage wasn't doing great and stuff so that didn't help um a lot of different things but when um that season was over we really struggled to even find a church to consistently go to like you you were struggling still with a ton of bitterness Mm -hmm. um with the fact that you weren't still working at a church at that time and so it was hard for you to even sit through a church service yeah so we went through I mean, it was a couple years yeah. of really not getting plugged into any community. We right. didn't have any community. Yeah, we tried to go to two at, different for groups years. at two different churches we went to over a period of about two years. Yeah. And so we were just kind of left hanging and things yeah. in our marriage got out of control mm-hmm. because of that. And then it was um, the church that Cameron was just referring to um, with the small group that we did get plugged in. It really was... Um, I believe orchestrated by God because we had first tried that church in January. You didn't want to go, but you yeah, agreed to go with me. I didn't want to go. Um, Cause it was recommended to us by a friend who worked there. Um, and we, two weeks into it, we went, okay, like this is where we're going to jump in. And this is where we're going to jump in. Yep. Joined a small group. It was literally two weeks after that really? we did. Wow. Um, yep. And then we started, serving mm-hmm. just like very lightly but yep. serving i think you were doing parking lot and i was in special needs i was doing parking lot and then everything happened yeah. with alcoholism and all of that and i remember thinking oh my gosh like we we're still very new here like this is just a few months in hey, these people I'm don't Cameron. know us they're gonna think that <laughs> yeah. we just come with all this drama all the time and yeah. um so i was kind of like a little bit worried about what the perception of that would be yeah. but when um everything happened with me and Cameron. We, you know, I wanted to separate. We didn't. Um, but I said to Cameron, like, I'm not going to go to this small group and continue going and just fake everything. Like if we're going to do this, you need to tell them just like point blank what's going on. And you did everything unraveled on a Friday night. And it was that next Tuesday, you sat there in our small group and told them everything. And I was kind of floored that you did that, but it was, it was, amazing to see how they just came around us cut this part out (laughs) i'm not cutting it out i love you but they just they came around us and it was i'd never seen support like that ever Mm -hmm. um from just a lot of different people yeah and like i really don't believe we'd be married today if it wasn't yeah for that absolutely no i'm definitely not cutting it out and it's a combination too of like it's a combination and i say First, this is the least, the the least part of the combination. It's being vulnerable. So 
me being vulnerable and saying, I'm putting my pride down. It, that doesn't make me cool. That makes me obedient to scripture. That makes me, I know that God's told me to do this. And I know if I've sinned, I need to bring it to my fellow believers and say, I have sinned in this way. This is what I have done. This is what's going on. Can you please hold me accountable? So we can be the iron that sharpens iron. We can be a strand of three cords or however, rope of three <laughs> cords, strands of rope, three ropes. Um, and so we can be that all together and be in community and have that. And so that's the first part of it, is it being vulnerable and being okay with being vulnerable and remembering that when you're vulnerable with fellow believers, if these, if the believers and the Christians in the room are truly seeking after God's heart and Jesus' heart, they are not going to mock you, gossip about you, be weird or strange. Yeah. And I think we can both say this. But uh, we could have been plugged into the wrong group and had that happen. But, and and I think that happens to some people and then yep. they leave the church altogether. And that's what I, I want to say. Like on, I don't know if I can say this, but I think we can say this. Like on behalf of every single Christian or person that calls themselves a follower of Jesus, if that's happened to you, I'm sorry. That's oh, yeah. not how it's supposed to go. And when and keep trying and keep until trying you find and don't yeah, yeah don't let something like that deter yeah. you or slow you down because we are commanded by God to do this mm-hmm. um, and we shouldn't look at that as a burden but as a God has our best interests at heart and He really does want us to find that community and find those fellow believers and we talk about this idea a lot too like the body of Christ is built of many parts and you need different types of people and different parts to move the mission of God forward. I don't just mean that in the large sense where we all as Christians do that. I think to move the mission of God forward in your life, mm-hmm. you need to be, have, be surrounded by many different people so that you can have different uh, types of opinions, different types of personalities, mm-hmm. different types of things that can yeah, help pour into you. Different spiritual gifts. Different spiritual gifts, yeah. absolutely. All those different things because that I believe is absolutely important for our own personal spiritual development and for us to become better at submitting to God and hearing the voice of God through those other people. Yeah. And I remember when everyone, I was not expecting to cry. So now I don't know. (laughs) It's just going to hit again. Um, But I know when people really came alongside us in that group, like you and I said, I think it was a few months after whatever, that we really hope that God could use us the way that um, one of the couples really came alongside us. We really hope that we can do that for someone else one day. Yeah. And we thought it would be 10, 20 years yeah. down the road and we don't need to go into the details, but it was, I mean, almost exactly one year later yeah. um, that we were able to do something similar Yeah. Um, with people that were then in the small group that we led. And it was just really neat to see God move in those ways. Yeah. And not just, I I would have been amazed if we moved in one way that way, but there were multiple different ways. And this isn't us tooting our own horns. This is people that we were involved in community with for a certain period of time coming and saying like, yeah, like this would have happened in our life if we hadn't been in the group. Or I was starting to feel this, but I'm so glad we found this group with you Mm -hmm. all. And um, that group, we've we've switched churches since then, and that group is now, you know, no longer meeting at least with us as the leaders. Yeah. But man, it was so cool to see how God moved and God took our our cute little ideas, like, well, maybe one day we'll be redeemed enough in five years <laughs> from now to do something. And said, and God said, how about five weeks? Yeah, we how about an acceleration? Couple, how about like program. five weeks, and we'll start doing this kind of stuff? How about you know? And then a it couple months after that, literally a few months after you came out about. Yeah. Um, everything with alcohol it and we had other issues going on there too but it was a few months after that that we were asked to host that yeah. small group in our home and we were Remember like, how worried we were we were heck? like yeah we, we had like, to finish we were, were like, redoing Ooh. our kitchen and we had to hurry that Ooh. up but we did and um it grew and it grew and it grew 
and um, then it split and then we took yep. um, half of that group and led it for years and it was the biggest blessing ever and um, also really hard when we left um, yeah. because I Cameron's experienced this more than I have because he's been um, just a part of churches and really involved in churches uh, for pretty much his whole life. And, and transitioned a couple times yeah. from church at home to the church out here to the churches right. we went to, then back to different churches. So yeah. I've probably gone through like six different church transitions at this point. And this was the first transition I've ever made after being really plugged in somewhere. And mm-hmm. so I kind of just naively thought that our friends would still want to meet with us. And that hasn't been the case and that's been okay. Yeah. But it's been Cameron's reminding me of, you know, there's different people for different seasons and you just have to be happy with that and move on and have it be okay. And so I've been, I also processing through that, which has been weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's also really cool because we, we, we see that God uses us and we, we see that in, I mean, this is a classic example in the Bible in the book of Esther, it talks about the Jesus for a time as this, for such a time as this. Yeah. What if you're here for this moment, for a time as this, to affect these people in yeah. these certain ways? And I think that God is absolutely the orchestrator of this yeah. world and the orchestrator of his mission. And he puts us in people's lives for a certain amount of time, not that we're that cool. And then he puts other people in our lives for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And those moments come in and you affect the people that you're around for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes other things come up and sometimes you get called to a different place, whether it be to the mission field out into the middle of nowhere or across town to a different church. God yeah. could just put something on your heart. And there were multiple times where God was putting different things on our heart to do and different things for us to do. And we did it. There was a season at the church we were at where we bounced for a little bit. But back to the topic of community, the one thing I want anybody who's listening to this to be encouraged by is don't give up on seeking out God-centered community, Mm -hmm. but also don't get to this point where you demand perfect God-centered community. And I'm, yeah, it doesn't, the perfection there isn't going to exist like it might in your head because people are people yeah and that's uh, maybe and i maybe should rephrase that because of course they god can make things perfect it might just not look exactly how you have pictured it up in yes. your head and then also too it takes time to build that absolutely and it takes sacrifice to build that so don't get and vulnerability and vulnerability mm-hmm. and um i think it's a, a i think it's a key thing to share your vulnerabilities because if yep. you share your vulnerabilities people will share their vulnerabilities and when you share with each other eventually you're just like i'm an open book and you're just real with each other about things you're not worried about that kind of stuff but but that trust takes time and i think that's mm -hmm. something that was hard for me at certain points was yeah okay like it's not there right off the bat it's never going to be and it's like Mm -hmm. no 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 no. that's not how that works like it takes time to build that and you have to be okay and you have to be willing to invest yeah in that group, in those relationships, if you're if you're wanting that in return, you mm. need to be doing that as well. I think that's really, really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think another thing that we get caught up in is this idea of like, not this idea, but we get really caught up in how easy it is to be isolated because yep. it is so much easier to be alone. Mm-hmm. It is so much easier. Oh, how easy is it to work your work day, go home, yeah. watch TV, it's convenient. not be bothered. It's so easy. It's so convenient. Yeah. And there are so many times... And I love you with all my heart. But there are so many times I'm just like, I don't want to interact with anybody today. And I'm sure there's parts where you're like, I don't want to interact with anybody. Because you're just mentally spent. You're done. You're done. I just want to veg out. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to spend any time doing anything. 
I just want to be done for the day and yeah. do nothing. But that is exactly where the enemy wants you because if you're alone and doing nothing, when life hits the fan, because it's going to, it, yeah. hit, it hit the fan for this whole world the last year and a half or so. But then there's going to be individual things that happen to you, whether yeah, it be with family members or friends mm-hmm. or people getting sick or who knows what. There, There is darkness and there is sadness and there are yeah. hard times in this world. And if you rest back on your laurels in the comfortable moments and simply just wait for the bad to come, you will be unequipped and have no backup. And that's the idea I think about is like, if you don't have somebody to watch your back, you're done. Yeah. And it might seem a little bit intense to say this, but like going through hard things like this when someone's the enemy's attacking you, mm-hmm. it's not the enemy's poking you. He's attacking you. Yeah. Like they're coming at you. They're coming after you. And where are you most vulnerable in a fight from behind? Because you can't see what's happening behind you. Yeah. You have no vision there. Your vision's right here and you can kind of see what's happening here. But anything behind you, you're done. You yeah. can't see what's going on. And so having this idea of just making sure that if you're surrounded by fellow believers, you don't, there's the least possible potential for a blind spot. Right. And that's what you want to do is eliminate blind spots. If you're in God's word and you're surrounded by other people, you're good to go. And if that's not enough encouragement for you to go get involved in Christian community, don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you that it's going to be harder than it is because it will be difficult, but it is worth it. And everything worth having in this world does not come easy. It always comes hard. Absolutely. And I think something that people can get stuck on is like just not knowing where to start. Mm. And um, and I think it's important to really get plugged into your local church. I think that's something that is a must. Um, And I also think it's important to get plugged in, of course, in a small group or, you know, women's Bible study, men's Bible study, whatever. But in addition to that, you can meet even more people if you get plugged in with serving. Yes. You know, wherever God's calling you to. And and if you and I'm not saying that in any sort of legalistic way, like you have to. Um, but I know that for me at the church that we used to go to, I just started greeting. Like yep. I'll just start doing this. And we met a ton of people yep. through that. Um, because you're seeing everybody, you know, as they mm-hmm. walk in, as they leave, you're you're just getting to know people in between services, everything. Yeah. So that's I'm just saying that's another way that you can casually meet people. And if you're a little bit more introverted like myself, it's helpful to also have something that you're, yeah, a mission or something Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be doing to help. And so, because I would never just go up to people, hi, hi, you know, that's just not my personality at all. But the fact that I was greeting was like, well, yeah, that's my duty to do that. You literally have to do this. Just jumping off that, you said like, this is another way. I know we're talking about this, you have like small groups of a lot. Uh, I feel like maybe we did this all out of order. I would actually pick serving first. I would actually say if yeah. you want to get involved in Christian community as quickly as possible, serving is the best way. And that's what we said when we were first going to a yeah. church. I was like, we got to serve starting tomorrow. We got to get into it. We got to yep. serve. We got to get with people because you're on mission with someone together. So you mm-hmm. have a common goal you're moving towards. You're also going to find people at the church that are at least more serious about their faith because if yeah. they're serving, they're more serious about their faith. Yeah. They're more serious about serving God. They take God, they take God's, um, they take God seriously because they want to see the mission of the church yeah. they're at move forward. Yeah, they're invested in the and church invest and invested the where they're at. 100%. And yeah. so I would actually say the best thing you could probably do is start serving somewhere in something that you're passionate about. Always pick passion over you know something else because you want to be able to do it consistently. But serve somewhere 
And then as you're serving somewhere, you're going to come across other people that are walking that path with you. Yeah. You'll probably make a connection with one of those people, which is literally, this is what we did. And then go, okay, like maybe I can go to that one group. So that when you go to someone's house, you're like, oh, hey, person from church that I was greeting yeah. with, <laughs> like what's going on, you yeah. know? And then you're part of that community. You're part of that. Yeah, the ice group. is already broken at that oh, point. Which it's is so nice. much easier to break the ice when yeah. with serving than it is just let me get involved in a uh, community group. But I think you can do that as well. You can do both. Absolutely. And I just want to say that if you get plugged into a community group and it's not the right fit, don't get discouraged by that. Totally. Just accept it. Be okay with it yep. and try a different one the Absolutely. next round. I, I There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. remember, too, that it's going to take time to build that trust. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take you being willing to be vulnerable with other people yeah. for those friendships to really form. I think that's important. Yeah. No, I agree. It might sound a little goofy. Um, but like when I think about the idea, and I haven't done this for a very long time, dating. Like <laughs> in dating... In a certain way, going to community group is just like kind of like really going on a date, yeah. like going to a bar and like or going out somewhere. Well, OK, I don't do that. <laughs> but like just going up to like because it literally is that like I don't know who's here. I don't know yeah. what's going on here. I'm no, walking in blind mean. to the situation. Yeah. And so you're walking in blind to a situation and perhaps you'll meet somebody that you can connect with there. Yeah, absolutely. If you're serving, it's in a way and I'm not saying it's work. But it's kind of like going to work and you have some coworkers and maybe as you're kind of just doing stuff with the coworkers, you develop a friendship or two. You have someone you get along with at your work, I hope. And so you'll just be like, oh, yeah, we're kind of like we just get along, you know, because we've been kind of around each yeah. other. And, and you they might not be your best friend in the world, but it's at least easier because you have something in common and you're mm-hmm. with each other. Um, and so that's where the serving part kind of comes in. I actually kind of like that idea because like you'll actually get to know someone in the trenches and in what's going on serving at church much quicker than you're going to get to sitting in someone's house, asking some questions off paper, which are really good things to do. And that actually takes it to the next level, I think, and even makes it go further um, with that. So I would say if, if you don't know what to do next step, go, go talk to somebody at your church about serving and where you can serve and how you can help out. And if you don't want to serve and you want to jump into a group, Find the person who's in charge of groups. Yeah, that's at what I was just going to say. Find that person. Say this is my life stage. Yeah. What would you suggest? Who? who this yeah. is who I am, and so because that can make it or break it. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And we've done that. We've done that a couple times now. Like, yeah. hello, we're Cameron and Anna. Um, we're normal. Um, and ish. we're ish. <laughs> we're normal ish. We are about this age. I won't reveal my age to anybody. Um, but no, <laughs> just kidding. I'm thirty two. Um, so you're about this age. You know, we don't have kids. So like, who would be a good yeah. uh, fit to hang out with us? And that's hang out been with a Another hard thing um, is that like we are realizing it's really hard to find people in our life stage. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you're listening to this and you don't have kids either and you're around our age group. Like we get that that's tough, like really, really tough. And just keep trying. You still just have to plug in however you can. And like something that I was talking about with Cameron before is like different um, people that we've had friendships with. Cameron's like, well, when I hang out with the guys, like it's still normal and the same. And I'm like, yeah, because the kids with the woman with me and that's all, the dynamics totally different now. Mm-hmm. So like he can't really relate. So if you're in the same boat as we are, we get you. We feel for you. Don't feel like you're alone in feeling um, that because you can have the greatest people surrounding you, yeah. which we have. We have amazing people who have kids who are friends in life, who are yeah. friends before they had kids and are friends after we've had kids. They've had kids. We have kids. <laughs> but um that doesn't that doesn't mean that you still don't feel like a like a like oh man like yeah like I feel like they're getting ahead not ahead but just different in a way like it's a, it's becoming different and I feel like 
that um, there's something there. And I want to encourage that too. Like, yes, there's potential that's happening, but don't believe that lie that that should deter you from being in community with them or being in community yeah, with others. Absolutely. And, and letting the enemy slow you down and pursuing that because, again, the enemy just wants to make you believe that mm-hmm. isolation is your preference. And because the more isolated that you are, the more vulnerable you are. Absolutely. And it takes work to form a team to protect each other. Yeah. It takes a lot of work to do that. And it's also really important because transitions are like those transitions are going to happen. I have I have a friend who's going through transitions um, with different things with different churches and not sure where the, they're going to land and different stuff like that. And it's it's very interesting because the fact that he has a group of us together where we can all talk about that and be safe is really, really cool. Um, and so that can be a really, really fun thing to do. And so I think that um, it ends up being this uh, this thing that can be hard sometimes for people mm-hmm. going through different things with community and going through different stuff. And we have to make sure that we don't let the enemy push back on us. Yeah. We push forward and we push forward through the lie that isolation is a preference. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's also important too, and I haven't quite figured this out yet, but to make sure that you have some relationships that are outside of your church in a Christian context, Mm. because for us, we had, we had poured into the church that we were previously at so significantly that that was all of our community. Yeah. Um, Like pretty much all. And this happened twice because it was the church that I was at working at for a while that was all of our, at least all of our community at one point. Mm-hmm. And then it happened again with the next church. We really got right. But we had actual too. like friendships yes, and stuff and at really this built previous church. But yeah. what I'm saying is, is we also stayed at that church longer than we should have because I think we knew the dynamics of our friendships would change after that. Mm. And so I want to encourage you to make sure that you have different circles of Christian friendships, mm-hmm. maybe not just within one little bubble yeah. so that you can go wherever God's calling you to go instead of going, mm-hmm. no, like I want to cling on to this because if I don't cling on to this, I won't have anyone. It was a safety net in certain ways. It was ways. a safety net in certain ways. And we knew God was calling us possibly somewhere else and we were having trouble entertaining that thought yeah because we were so safe which is a good thing in, in some ways because like yeah. oh, i'm safe with people it's good you can also but, turn that into an idol yeah but god doesn't call us to safety he says you're safe with me yeah but he doesn't call us to do safe things yeah. he calls us to do risky things he calls us to do things and go out into the world mm-hmm. and so yeah we definitely caught ourselves in that where we extended certain things because of the safety we felt. Yeah. Um, which I think was, again, great relationships, great things, but we've got to make sure that we're able to follow God's call and have those relationships established um, and get involved with the church we're going to get involved with. Yep. Yeah. It's really, really, really important. Any other closing thoughts on this one, babe? Just that you've really got to push in because you don't know when the enemy is going to strike, when he's going to attack. Yeah. And so, you know, we're not told in scripture to isolate ourselves and anyone who's telling you to isolate yourself, I'd have to very much disagree with them um, in any capacity. So I think really jumping into that community is so, so important. I know for me, like I've always struggled to really make um, like close friendships. That's always been a struggle for me. I had one person that I would have considered a friend throughout most of my life. And that was before I surrendered to Christ and looking Mm. back, I'm like, no, that was not a real friendship either Mm. way. She was not a good friend to me. I was not a good friend to her. That goes both ways. Yeah. But um, at certain points, we're going to be more vulnerable and the enemy is going to be able to attack us in different ways if we don't have that 
Christian community surrounding us to truly really hold us accountable and check us like, hey, no, this isn't lining up with scripture. Um, you need to turn from what you're doing. And so like there was there was a point in my life where I had just gotten divorced and went immediately into a relationship that ended up being abusive where I was very isolated. He had me cut off from any friends, any family, I mean, in every single way. And um, we ended up getting, <laughs> he only went a couple times, but I ended up getting very drawn into the Mormon community hmm. because... One thing they have right is community. I'll give them that. Yep. <laughs> I do not agree with their theology um, in any capacity, in any way, shape, or form. If you're Mormon and somehow listening to this, I love you. You guys um, got cool buildings. And very good community, but very <laughs> different theology. Um, <laughs> cool buildings. I like their buildings. They look really nice. Um, but I want to say, like, I was so drawn to the community aspect because I was so empty and that was mm. so just... Um, void in my life that Satan was directing me to get plugged into something that was very against scripture yeah just for the sake of community yep and so just really be aware of that and and I think the enemy knows when we are isolated enough for him to really throw deception our way yes um, and get ahead of that you have to get way way ahead of that you cannot wait until you're at a point where you're already in it because it's way harder to fight your way out of that absolutely um, and after they realized that they weren't converting me never heard from any of them again couldn't it so that's another story but no just push in get involved in your church yeah. um, I know it can feel hard. It can feel uncomfortable. It can be tricky. Um, and I'm not encouraging church hopping in any capacity, but no. if you've tried these things and you've tried these groups and you've tried serving and you've exhausted kind of all your options, you might not be at the right church. That could be you, true. You might not be where God is calling you to be. Yeah. And that's okay to explore that. Yeah. Again, I'm not promoting, you no. know, no church, church shopping. shopping around and going from here to here to here, like, no. and never planting roots. I am not promoting yeah. that. I think that's really, really dangerous and Absolutely. a very slippery slope. Well, you run into the same problem. You'll never actually establish community if you yep. go, I've tried for a month. Yeah. I've tried for a whole month and it's not working. Yeah, it's a like, month is not long okay, enough. Okay, like that's not, yeah. And yeah. That, that, I guess that would be a good way to say, like, I'll say, like, even though this happened when we got involved and we're vulnerable and we saw that real quick community there, yeah. when we split the group at that one point, yeah. It was a couple months before we felt solid and we had oh, absolutely. multiple people yeah. from the other group split with us, but there were new people coming. Yeah. And some and of them dropped out. Some then we had out, new different people. Different things happened. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it, even with all the foundation we had at the yeah. church we had, it still took a couple months for that group to feel right. Absolutely. And so it's yeah. not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen over month. It's yeah. not going to happen over a couple months. Yeah. It requires consistency. It requires discipline. And those things can be very hard sometimes. <laughs> Let me sometimes. say something really quick. Yeah. Something that um, we experienced before we got really locked into the group that we were leading and hosting was we were sometimes skipping out on going. Yeah. Maybe we'd get in a fight right beforehand or whatever. But something that really helped us once we were leading was hosting it. Actually, the fact that we were hosting small group and those people were going to walk through the door in five minutes, whether I liked it or not was really was really helpful she liked having those people over it I was did. just sometimes overwhelming after a full day of work and i made it a mess was. in the kitchen yes that's what it was and i made many <laughs> kitchen messes but i'm saying there were plenty of times where had we not been hosting it at our house whatever that day had brought whatever dynamic you and i were at we probably wouldn't have gone 
to be just straight oh, up oh, really 100%. honest. And I'm not saying that that's right, but I'm saying that's probably yeah. what the reality of it would have been. Yeah. But because those people were going to show up. Had to be ready for him. Had to get had myself to together, which I'm saying ended up being very, very fruitful because I think that's something that we really needed. Taking on the responsibility of something requires you to be somewhere doesn't let the enemy push you out of that responsibility yeah because they were playing it you're right we would have not gone or even serving there were times on sunday we didn't want to go to church yeah tired blah blah blah. whatever be sick whatever be yeah and this might feel weird to say but like and maybe someone would be like well it's kind of weird like you felt like responsible yes and we should we should feel responsible and i again and not in a legalistic way but in a way where we feel like we have ownership over this and because we have ownership over this we've promised someone we're going to be there and we, we in a sense promised god like hey i'm going to serve your kingdom in this way yeah. at, in my church and so yeah, he's given us the responsibility so to there. really sow yeah. into it yeah so i'm going to be there that's a good thing to feel responsibility with yeah, that it's a good thing it's really a good thing to and feel if you're not if you're lacking responsibility in that context <laughs> context someone had a brain fart brain fart. Uh, brain fart then you might not be invested in your church enough yeah and um and that could be why you're feeling that Mm. disconnect yeah because you want to feel like oh my gosh like tithing's exciting Mm -hmm. i wonder what god's gonna do with this you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. just that excitement in everything you want to feel that way about your church but that might not come immediately yeah and that's okay but you need to find a place where you get to that point because it can be very, very fruitful when it's that point. Yeah. So while this might've sounded like a, like, uh, this has really gone in a million different directions. I want to say another thing. Oh, go please. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 40 minutes. Um, just really quick. I also want to say too, like when Cameron worked at a church, when we were first married, um, I, when we left, I felt very, hurt by the church is the phrase that you will hear Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until i really surrendered my life to christ that i looked back and realized no i hurt the church Mm -hmm. and apologies had to be made i mean i and just recently i was finally able to get it out and i'd been wanting to apologize for years but because now we're back at that church (laughs) it's the circle of life yeah that's funny but um no, like looking back and being, you know, in a healthier spot, I was able to look back and go, no, like uh, I was actually the one that wounded and actually hurt a lot of things and a lot of people. And I mm-hmm. needed to go back and apologize for that. And then there's been instances in completely different situations where I felt very wounded by people at a church that I loved. And I don't think I did certain things wrong but I need to be careful that bitterness and offense does not creep into my heart. And so if that's Mm -hmm. you and you have felt offended by something someone has said or done, whether it was truthful, you know, or a lie, you need to let that go. Yeah. So what you must be thinking right now is Cameron, Anna, thanks for that rant. What should I actually do? First thing, (laughs) leave a pity like for us because we talked for a while. Second thing, leave a, leave a, pity review three stars no <laughs> higher than three stars we know our worth we know we're not worth five stars <laughs> leave <this> a <laughs> leave a leave a pity like a pity share whatever to make us feel a little better um and i would say uh, if i would say go go serve go serve somewhere yeah. go get involved serving in your church if you're worried about going to a group ask whoever's in charge of groups at yeah. your church whether it be a volunteer or the head pastor or a community life pastor yeah. community group You'll find that person and say, hey, what group would you recommend for me? And go to that group, dive in, jump in, be vulnerable, share what's going on. And 
don't be afraid thinking you're going to be this hysterical mess. You are surrounded by other broken people who are there for a reason and want Absolutely. the same community that you have. Yep. Um, so that's what we have for you tonight. And thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for the Transforming Podcast. Yeah. We had a great the title time. title is Anna's Breakdown. Oh, no. You had a great <laughs> job. You got tongue-tied a couple times. We just we walked Burst right out through in it. Tears. We did a great. This was a good one. Anna's therapy session. Oh, okay. Perfect. It'll be great. Um, either way, um, it was a great time. And so thankful you all joined us. You have a fantastic rest.